His name is Lyle Presler, punk rock legend and music industry vet. His name is Jim Shear, most tenured DJ in the history of music television. It's the week in music with Lyle and Jim, and it all starts now. Hello there, everybody. My name is Jim Shear. And I'm Lyle Presley. And on today's episode, Fiona Apple reworks a Christmas classic. You can buy a figurine of your favorite artist going poop. <laughs> Guns N' Roses pressed their luck in 2017. But before all of that, Grammy nominations were announced yesterday. Whoa. Yes, for the 2017 Grammy Awards happening on February 12th, 2017. Initial thoughts, Lyle? Well, the initial thoughts I have are that everything that I've read says that it's Beyonce versus Adele. Mm. And it's been couched in terms of, like, the innovative Beyonce versus the traditional Adele. (laughs) And I have to say, man, the folks who do this stuff, and they mainly work at Entertainment Weekly, uh, are really reaching here. I mean, that is just, those are the most, those are some of the most arbitrary things I've ever heard. First of all, because both of these artists employ writers who are told to write certain things. But I mean, I'll just repeat my my endless mantra, uh, Jim, which is that, you know, music is, and art is not a competition. It's not a winner game. I mean, you know, this is not sports or politics. Uh, this is actually art. So the notion of picking winners and losers to me is just absolutely absurd. You sound like a skateboarder, Lyle. Yeah, you know, but it's like... For only- years I would interview skateboarders and they would be in these competitions and they say, man, it's like it's about freedom. It's about art. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but you, you need something But you need something to gauge it by. That's why you need the X Games and you need the Grammys. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. But in the in the situation with music, don't we gauge it by record sales, or at this point, download sales or streams or something like that? Well, I guess that's one way to do it. I I, think uh, stadium sales. The Billboard the Billboard chart is a great gauger of music. Mm -hmm. And then I think I like the Grammys too. Even though I hate the Grammys, I like that the Grammys are around because in a way, it is a it is a gauge. And then it's it's great to argue about, because I think I think rock at the Grammys is a freaking joke. Oh yeah, absolute joke. But I mean, let's just go through a couple things about the Grammys that maybe some people don't know. Okay, and I'm not going to engage in some of the conspiracy theories that you read online about the Grammys. But let's just look at some of the basic facts. First of all, there are at least by their account twelve thousand people who actually fill out ballots for the Grammys, okay. okay? Now, I've seen the ballots. And as a matter of fact, I could actually be a voting member. Uh, I have, quote-unquote, the qualifications to do so. But I don't do it because I don't want to pay the fee <laughs> involved. Because <laughs> you have to pay dues, okay? I mean, it's like yeah. belonging to any organization, you have to pay dues, and I don't really want to do it. Now, now full, full disclosure, I, I am involved in an ancillary Grammy activity, which has nothing to do with voting for music and nothing to do with with voting for who wins a Grammy. Um, Let's also say that I've looked at the Grammy.org site, and one of the things that they say in there is that media companies don't have a vote. 
Well, if you believe okay. that, I've got some land to sell you, you know, um, because because in my experience, when there are people working at media companies who happen to have votes, there you go. they are largely instructed on how to vote or they feel some compulsion to vote for the artists that are yes. involved in those media companies. So yes. that is one one other aspect of this, which sort of goes unrecognized or unacknowledged the other question i have is that what percentage of those twelve thousand voters actually have listened to all of the music in the categories what what, what would you say it was maybe like 46 percent maybe 46 percent i put it more like 35 percent I mean, because because I mean, and, and being realistic, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to listen to, and 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 even if we even if we took your forty six percent, we'd have to also kind of look at that in terms of how many people have spent any time with it. I mean, it's one thing just to pull it up on YouTube and listen to it and go for five seconds and go, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, I got it, I got it. Yeah, Which but is- to really listen to it now, for those that don't know, I believe every voter can vote on the four major categories. Yes, and then you have to vote. In your area of strength after right. that. Right. But, I mean, we're talking about the four major categories. Right. The four major so categories. So you might be, you could be a country voter, and you're like, well, I've only listened to country albums, so yeah, my album of the year is going to go to Sturgill Simpson. Right. But I can tell you from some experience that, and I've watched people fill these ballots out, um, a lot of it, first of all, they fill the ballot out in probably about mm, three, four minutes. And uh, and what they do is they generally go like I mean if they if they have nobody in the horse no horse in the race right they'll mm-hmm. generally go like yeah Beyonce yeah I like her oh Maroon Five <laughs> like you know and they'll just go down and like just circle the things that they know or that they might have been listening to or that their child might have been listening to or whatever it is I mean listen I'm, and I'm not saying these are bad people or anything but it's it's perfectly normal human thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. But the notion that somebody's sitting around listening to all the stuff in these categories and weighing, like, is this the best? And what other information do I have right. to take in? They're not doing that. I mean, maybe somebody like is. they should like Questlove should have more electoral votes. Exactly. <laughs> now we might you might do that. You might say like, well, let's. Now, some people have suggested that that, in fact, does happen, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to run the conspiracy alert here at this point, but you're, you might be right. Maybe some people should be given a little more weight than other people, but it doesn't work that way. It's, yeah. it, it just doesn't. They send out the ballots, and if you are a voting member, you can fill it out. And, and like I've said, you know, I could be a voting member, but I don't just don't want to pay them the money. So let's talk about some of the categories. Okay. For album of the year, 25 from Adele, Lemonade from Beyonce, Purpose from Justin Bieber, Views from Drake, and A Sailor's Guide to Earth from Sturgill Simpson. Well, obviously one of these things is not like the others. <laughs> See, I, I always have fun trying to pick it. For three years in a row, I got it, and then I, I've been off the mark for the last couple of years. So what do you think? <sighs> Dun, 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 I know dun, it's so dun, tough. I don't think Bieber will win, although it was a good album. Yeah, and a lot of people said Bieber shouldn't have gotten Album of the Year nomination. It should have been David Bowie. 
And I said, no, it wasn't. <laughs> David, Bo- no. David Bowie, it was a good album, but it wasn't album of the year material. No. And then David Bowie did get a lot of nominations, and a lot of people think that he was nominated just because he died. And I said, no, David Bowie always gets nominated for Grammys. Yeah, no, he does. He always gets Led Zeppelin yeah. still wins Grammys. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to say it could be Sturgill Simpson because of the country voters. Mm-hmm. Good well, chance also because of cancellation votes. Like, you know, if 25 people voted for Adele and 25 people voted for Lemonade and 25 people voted for Purpose and 25 That's people true. voted for Views, if 26 people voted for Sailor's Guide to Earth, then he wins. <laughs> so I guess I would say either uh, Sturgill Simpson or Adele and then Beyonce has a great chance. Okay. And Views, a, a great album from Drake, but I think he's just swallowed by all the competition. Yeah, I think so. Now, who do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd have to sort of agree with you. I think it probably will come down to Lemonade or A Sailor's Guide to Earth. Just okay. because, just because yeah. of vote splitting and, and not because there's any kind of rejection of anybody else or, or saying that the re- other records aren't, aren't valid. I, it's just the, the way 12,000 votes get split, I, I kind of think that y- you, you might see a, a showdown between the two of them. Yeah, the only problem with Adele is that she released the album last year. Mm-hmm. So it like Hello was nominated for a few awards, right. but to me I'm like, eh, like Hello was huge last year. It feels like this steam, you know, kind of ran out. It's kind of dissipated, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So record of the year, this honors the best recording of the year. Hello from Adele, Formation from Beyoncé, 7 Years from Lucas Graham. Work from Rihanna featuring Drake and Stressed Out from 21 Pilots. Well, if your theory holds, then Hello probably ran out of steam. Although, people love Adele. Yeah, and I mean, going back to my premise that people just circle things, they might just circle that. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like, oh, hello, yeah, sure, boom, done. Yeah, We're I think done. Hello... Uh, formation was it the best recording of the year? Well, and, well, and I don't think anybody. But see, I think you're you know you're doing what they think people see? are going to do, yeah. splitting hairs. People don't people don't look at it that way. But I think that people also do something. And I've actually heard. I mean, again, I don't want to let on too much, but I've actually heard people do this. Like, well, I'm not going to give her that there, but I'll give her something else. And they do that yeah. in their minds. They they go like, well, I'm not mm-hmm. you know I'm not going with formation, but but she's going to get. I'll give her something. I'll give her some. Because she's not, Beyonce's nominated for nine Grammy Awards. Exactly. So you have a lot of room there. And then the song of the year, it was great. The one year, what was that Gautier song? Oh, yeah. Somebody, somebody, that, somebody that, used, that I used to know. Right. There, were, there was uh, an xylophone part in the song, right. and it sounded so clean. And I thought, you know what? If I was a voter, that would be my best recording of the year because that xylophone recording was perfect, and it won that year. It won record of the year. Really? Yeah. Good for you, man. So, so that year justice so was if, served. So if you heard like an auto harp, you would go like, whoa, <laughs> that, that's the best auto harp recording. But you see, I think if, if you were right, if people actually looked at it in terms of recording, mm-hmm. then it would change everything. If, people, if, I, if you could sit people down and go, we're not talking about the best song here. We're not talking about the best artist. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about yeah. the most innovative or the most traditional. We're talking about what sounds the best then you could get the auto harp in there. Maybe that could be my new job. I could sit down with Grammy voters and say, all right, here's what we're talking about. We're talking about song of the year. 
<laughs> songwriting. Like this song would sound good on an acoustic guitar or with an 808 drum beat. <laughs> right, there you go. And you'd have, you'd have to. Oh, I never, to, I never thought of it you'd like have that. To have diagrams and whiteboards and like explaining <laughs> stuff. No, I think that's great. Like like seminar, a seminar for voters. So we go into song of the year, and once again, this honors the song. And like I said, it could sound good on children's instruments, on an acoustic guitar, or the juicy production that is already on the track. Mm-hmm. So we've got formation from Beyonce, hello from Adele. I took a pill in Ibiza mm-hmm. from Mike Posner. I like that because that was one of my song picks of the week earlier this year. I love that song. And I thought it, it's one of the saddest, most vulnerable oh. songs on pop radio. Oh, absolutely. Love Yourself from Justin Bieber. And Ed Sheeran had a hand in that. That's why it sounds like an Ed Sheeran song. Mm-hmm. In Seven Years from Lucas Graham. I, I think I'm, I'm going to go with Hello. I think you sort of. Even though it was a year ago. I mean, it was so big. I'm going to go with hello. I think you sort of have to. And I think that, again, if you you were to apply your strict interpretation of the category, Mm -hmm. I think you'd have to conclude. First of all, I took a a pill. the, The version that we hear is not the original version. You're right. Right. So, so that's, but, but, but maybe that works for it. Because it says You're like, right. you could take that song that's mainly just an acoustic guitar song and you could put a beat behind it and you could do some stuff with it and it could be good. See, I've always said that, yeah, I've always said, a lot of people have always said, but I am one of the people who have always said that a good song can be played in almost any style. With yes. any number of <laughs> instruments and it'll still well, be that a good song. song. Would work, that song would work perfectly in our seminar. Right, and We'd be exactly. Like, here's the original version, and here's the remix version, exactly. of or it. not even the remix. Here's a version played by a string quartet. But mm-hmm. I think that's probably why Adele will win. So here's why Formation won't. Uh, Lyle, sing some of Formation right I now. I can't. I mean, I was. Just, I can't either. It's so funny that you said that because I was just thinking that when we were talking about another category. I'm like, this is really problematic for me because I can't do it. Hmm. I can't. Because I could sing Love Yourself. <laughs> I could sing Seven Years. Sure. When I'm 40 years old oh and God. I'm 60 years now old. Now I'm 2,000 years old. I'm a mummified <laughs> remain in the Danish vault somewhere. Um, so, best rock performance. Oh, God. <laughs> Joe, live from Austin City Limits now, from Alabama th- Shakes. I hate that the Academy is in love with Alabama Shakes. Oh. Enough with Alabama Shakes. Oh, Stop I'm, it. I'm sorry. With, Stop it. Look, I don't know these people, and I'm sure they're fine folks, but man, I just cannot understand this. I just don't get it. I don't get it. The hard-on. The hard-on for Alabama Shakes. Oh. <laughs> uh, there's Don't Hurt Yourself from Beyonce featuring Jack White. That was one of your song picks of the week. You know, this I year. think I think that might get it, and I don't hate that pick. No, no, I don't. I don't hate. That. I mean, but I think it might get it because. But you know, but here's the thing: a lot of people who've never listened to Black Star are going to vote for it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. From David they just Bowie. are. Yeah. I mean, they're just going to go. Oh, Bowie. Oh, Black Star. Yeah. Circle. Because and again, they're not really thinking about it in terms of whether it's the best or whatever they're going like yeah you know i want to give that guy something so there's joe from alabama shakes don't hurt yourself from beyonce black star from david bowie to me this is the biggest joke of the entire ballot 
the sound of silence from Disturbed. Every time that song came on the radio this year, I had to turn it off because it was horrible. Oh, it, 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 it sucked. And the, and the funny thing about it was when I heard, because I loved that. What was their big hit, man? You know, Oh, Disturbed? Yeah. They, they kind of like stuttered a little bit. I begin to stupefy, stupefy. I love that. I mean, I used to, Sandy and I used to sit there and just like, go, oh my God, it's on again. This is so great because it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> and it's, I loved it. I loved it. And so when I heard that they were going to, they, they did the song, I was, I was thinking, oh, this could be really good. This could be really interesting. And then I heard it and I was like, oh, never again, man. Do not ever play that for me again. Well, when I heard it on the radio for the first time, I thought that I was listening to some local station, <laughs> and they were playing like an, an hour of local musicians. Right. And then the DJ back announced it, and he said, yeah, that was disturbed with the sound of silence. And I thought, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. No, oh. Not good. Not good. Now, because they, oh, I, now I have they to say. Tried to, they, they tried to do it. I have like to say. Like Simon and Garfunkel. I know. It's just terrible. I, I have to say that heathens... You know, there's a, there's a term from Twenty One Pilots. Yes, there's a term that people use in the industry. It's called burn. Okay, how much mm-hmm. does a song burn? Yeah, and when do you get tired of it? And there are songs, and it, it, it's a bit subje- uh, well, it's largely subje- subjective, but it's nonetheless true. There are some songs that don't burn. Okay, there are some Peter Gabriel songs that don't burn. You could hear them again and again and again, and it doesn't it doesn't matter because they're rhythmically based largely, so you don't really care. I'm almost about to put Heathens in the "It Doesn't Burn" category. For me, yeah, that song works so well. And you said it, that this year, and it just doesn't. And it's just it's it, it it every time I listen to it, I'm thinking there's nothing more to hear. I've already heard everything that's in there. Okay, there's no secret little things going on behind the scenes, right. but it doesn't matter because every time I listen to it, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to this song. No, that deserves to win best rock performance at the Grammys. I think so. I think so. It, it's a good song. It's from clever. A, a good band. It's very clever. I, I like it. And I also it got played on the, rock radio and pop radio. I have to say, also, did you see their American Music Awards acceptance speech where they said, "No," where they said, "They said, um, essentially, I'm, I'm paraphrasing and not well, but it said, you know, we want to really, obviously, the only people we want to thank are the fans and the rest of the people. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Meaning their management, their record company. It's like who cares? I just loved it. It was because it wasn't done in a sort of we're going to make a statement way. It was just done in an offhanded like who cares? It doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I love it. No, that's great. And then I, I'm happy that Weezer was nominated for best rock album yeah. because that was one of my favorite albums of the year, the yeah. White Album yeah. from Weezer. Absolutely. That that I have to say that the best rock album category is okay. Like you're I right. I think it's okay. Yes. I think it's actually all right. And I'm 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 interested to see but I, I will tell you one of the problems with the category. And the problem is is Panic at the Disco. And okay. the and, and and let me just say why, not because I have a problem with them, it I don't at all. But it, have you heard the song Death of a Bachelor? I don't think I. I mean, I, I have, but I don't remember. Okay, it. it's it's a crooning song. It sounds like you know, it's it's in a sort of Sinatra, Dean Martin kind of style. 
uh-huh. and it's it's wonderfully done. I think it's I think it's great. But the problem is that Panic at the Disco is the one artist in that category that's actually played on the radio a lot. So that should disqualify them. No, I'm just saying that's probably going to promote them. Oh, uh, okay. Because so, yeah, th- a lot of people. Best are rock gonna... album. It's uh, Blink One Eighty Two, Cage the Elephant. What is it? Gorgira? Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know that band. Gorgira. 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 Uh, Panic at the Disco and Weezer. So I'm going to have to do my homework and listen to Magma from Gojira yeah, or Gojira. Yeah, interesting. I think you'll find it interesting. Gojira. Um, yeah, and, and and but I but again, I think the biggest problem in that category is that people are going to go like, oh yeah, I've heard Panic at the Disco. So I'll vote but for that. But won't they say, "Oh, I know Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, oh yeah, they, Weezer. They, they might, they might, they might. I mean, that's the, and then you get vote splitting, and then all of a sudden, Godira wins. <laughs> Godira, <laughs> yeah. All right. So once again, uh, the Grammys happening in February. Now, Lyle, did you hear this story? All eighteen songs from the weekend's new album, Starboy, have landed on the Billboard Hot One Hundred this week. Is that a stupid accomplishment? Since you should really only promote one single at a time, or is it a noteworthy accomplishment? Well, I think it def- it, the question here is, what exactly is the Billboard Hot 100 these days? <laughs> I mean, this is the, I mean, this, I guess it's it's a download thing, right? Because you couldn't do this 20 years ago. I guess so. I mean, th- that's my problem. And then they, they talk, it's like constantly like, well, you know what? Compared to the Beatles, excuse me. <laughs> okay, it's like... You know, here's motocross riding, and here's, you know, people flying in space. Let's compare the two, you know? <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense. And, and so it's like, is it significant? I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. You, you, I think, didn't you say that Drake had 20? Drake had 20. Right. Off of his album Views so earlier this year. So I guess year. Drake wins. <laughs> Whatever this... Love the Drake. <laughs> Love the Drake. Hate the Drake. <laughs> I guess this wins. Yeah. Because I guess, I mean... In the download world, I guess it makes sense because it's not like the weekend said, "Yeah, I'm re- I'm releasing all these songs as singles." You know, people downloaded the tracks, but but I I I think there could be a tweak where Billboard wouldn't allow that to happen. Can't we just talk about singles? Yeah, actual I mean, singles. Yeah, couldn't we, yeah? Couldn't we go back to that? And say, like, if you don't... <laughs> Who was the one coach for the Colts? Playoffs! Is it Jim <laughs> Playoffs, Jim Moore. Like, singles? We're talking about singles! Right. Singles? <laughs> who's, talking about, who's talking about albums? We're talking about singles here. We only released two singles. How can we have 18 on the chart? It's ridiculous. You talking to me about singles? <laughs> yeah, I think we should go back to the singles thing personally, because I just don't understand. Like, okay, so basically, here's a record. Even, even though even, nobody even knows what a record is anymore. Here's, right. here's 18 tracks. Put them all on. Okay, great. Fine, we're done. Good. So um, this story has dominated the news. 36 people, that was the last I checked. I mean, the, the death toll could have risen. Right. Uh, 36 people died in a warehouse fire in Oakland, California. The venue was known as The Ghost Ship. It was an enclave for musicians and artists where reportedly... Some actually lived, and that would be illegal. Um, now, Lyle, I've been to places like the ghost house or the ghost ship. So excuse I, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sad story, but I'm actually surprised there aren't more tragedies like this across the country, especially in Brooklyn. Yeah, I think it's 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 interesting. Well, first of all, it's just an incredible 
I mean, all these fires in these kind of spaces just end up taking so many lives. And, and it's one of those things where if you have friends and children and whatever, you, you need to advise them to be very careful entering a lot of these places because most of them have completely inadequate facility whatsoever for, for doing what they're doing. And um, San Francisco, like most major cities, but San Francisco in particular has always been a place where there's a lot of these buildings where people sort of squat in and they kind of form these artists. I, I was in one that was in an old brewery back in 1982. It was fascinating. People were actually living in the, the brewer's vaults. You know, you'd have these big portholes that would open up. Mm-hmm. People lived in there. And I stayed in stayed in one for a night. The difference there, of course, was it was a concrete steel building, which, you know, if a fire broke out, it would be localized in a wood frame building. I mean, people don't understand how fast these things burn and how ferociously they burn. Because yeah, in a movie, people think you know, in a movie, like there's a fire, and like, oh, I have to grab this and I have to grab that. Fi- you don't understand no, I mean, how fast fire moves. Oh, it's inc- it's incredible. Like in a in, in in a second, yeah, a room can catch on fire. Absolutely. I, I used to live in this um, in this wood framed apartment building in Massachusetts, and and it was we used to just talk about it all the time. Like we lived on the top floor, which is the worst possible place to live. And we used to talk about how if somebody on the basement floor, like has a fire, we're just, we're all cooked. I mean, it's, you have the choice of jumping out the window and breaking your back or, you know, and probably dying or, or burning to death. And because it's just all wood. The story broke on Sunday night, I think. And then it carried over into Monday morning. And I, the first I heard it was a warehouse fire. So I thought, Oh, you know, Maybe it was like a fireworks warehouse, and then and then they said, "Oh no, artists and musicians lived here." And I said, "Oh, yeah, I know exactly what kind of place that exactly. was." Exactly. I mean, we, you've it, been in it. Didn't su- been it in didn't surprise me. Yeah. No, it, and you're, and you're absolutely right in saying that it, it's actually sort of a surprise that you don't hear more about this or that there aren't more incidents. It's just a terrible, terrible thing, and I would just caution anybody walking into a place like that: just be. Be really super. I mean, when you go into a movie theater, they say check out the the exits where they are. Well, if you're going to go into a place like that, you know, have a plan. Um, if there is a pot, and if there's no plan, then just don't go because it's just, yeah. it's not worth it. It's not worth this partic- particularly because people are smoking around you. They're doing yes. various stuff, you know. I mean, and and you you might not think a cigarette could ignite, and I'm that's not what happened here apparently, but a cigarette could ignite. Something. A cigarette could ignite anything i mean mm-hmm. and 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 again we're talking about wood frame buildings and anybody who has a fireplace knows that the only wood you want to put in your fireplace is cured wood aged wood that's sort of dried out well these buildings are dried out about as dry mm-hmm. as you can get and when it burns like you said it's it's just it's insane how fast it burns yeah so this uh terrible tragedy and then they started showing the pictures of everyone and they look so cool. And I yeah. thought, well, of course, like, I'd want to hang out with these people because I love hanging out with musicians and artists. Absolutely. So, yeah, just a huge loss. Mm-hmm. So if you're out in Brooklyn this week, start thinking about, like, a sprinkler system or something. Yeah, or... absolutely. And like I say, if you walk into a building and you can't figure out how you're going to get out of it, just leave. Mm-hmm. I don't care who's playing. Yep. So did you um did you happen to see Fiona Apple's cell phone video of her performing a complete 
reworded version of the Christmas song. I did, in fact. <laughs> where she begins by singing Trump's nuts roasting on an open fire. Right. Well, first of all, I was surprised that the lyrics work so well. <laughs> like, I guess if, if you're a true professional. Song of the it, year. It, Song of the year. I mean, it didn't sound like she was ad-libbing it. It sounds like she's been singing that song for years. Well, you know, you go out to a bar with your friends, you start making it up, and the next thing you know, you're writing it down, and the next thing you know, you're recording it. So, I would be scared if I, well, I guess I wouldn't be scared if I were Donald Trump, because he could always audit her, Mm -hmm. but if she was one of my ex-girlfriends and she sent this cell phone video to me, I would be frightened. It has an eerie quality to it. Yeah, and by the way, I think if you were one of Fiona Apple's ex-boyfriends, then I think you should be scared anyway, you know, <laughs> because she has that kind of scary. Like, you better not have done her wrong, because no, I know. she's not someone to be uh, messed with uh, at no. all. At all. No, as far as the auditing goes, I, I, she's probably already been audited several times. I mean, any major artist probably has been. But yeah, you're right. It's it's a it's 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 a little it's sort of chilling. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe too chilling to include on a holiday mix. And and not just because, you know, men have nuts. It's it's still chilling any way you look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we're going to take a break right now, and when we come back, we are going to play an old favorite, yay, nay, or nay. Trump's nuts roasting on an open fire As he keeps nipping at his foes You cry creepy uncle every time he arrives For he keeps clawing at your clothes Everybody knows That money and entitlement Can help to make the season white Mothers of colors With their kids out of sight Will find it hard to sleep at night They know that Trump is on his way He's got black boys and hoodies locked up on his sleigh And every working man is going to cry When they learn that let's don't care how you live or if you die So I'm offering this simple phrase For kids from 1 to 92 Although it's been said many times Many ways Merry Christmas to you Hey everybody, Jim Shear with Lyle Presler on The Week in Music. It's been a while since we've done it, Lyle, so I've decided that today, me and you are going to play yay, nay, or nay. You ready? All right, let's go. And for for those that haven't played, uh, I read a headline and Lyle and I say if it's a yay, a nay, or a straight out nay. First up. The Firefly Music Festival, which happens annually in Dover, Delaware, has announced it will be the first fan-curated festival, meaning fans can help pick the lineup, merchandise, food, and on-site attractions. Yay, nay, or nay? 
Nay. <laughs> I'm going to say nay, too. If I'm going to it, it's definitely nay. <laughs> if I'm controlling yeah. it, it's definitely nay. <laughs> <laughs> It, yeah, I don't want I don't want people picking out the lineup. Well, I I I think there's a key word that you you said that they can help pick out the lineup. Like yeah. you can help vote for the Grammys. <laughs> yeah, wink wink. <laughs> yeah, right. Cuz I I read the headline online said the first fan curated festival and then I went to the actual site and I said, oh, give us some suggestions. Right, Click exactly. on this, this, or this. And I thought, okay, all right. And by the way, fan, the word fan, fan of what? You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I want guillotines there, and I want to chop off people's heads, you know. <laughs> I'm a fan like, of no, that. that's not what we meant. <laughs> yeah, we didn't mean that. There's going to be a beheading at the Firefly <laughs> this year. Yeah, I want professionals who know their shit to pick the bands. At least two's at least two's available. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. So two nays for the uh, the fan curation of Firefly. So Lyle, <laughs> there is a, a Spanish website that sells figurines of your favorite artists pooping. They're called Kagaga. Let me see if I get this right. Kaganers, and and I think I was told roughly that that translates into crappers. Okay. You can get Prince, Michael Jackson, Madonna, Bruce Springsteen, Elton John, Bono, Shakira, and randomly Mark Knopfler. He's big in Spain. Uh, <laughs> uh, sadly, no members of Minor Threat are available, so um, I'm gonna have to buy you another Christmas gift. Finally. So yay, a or nay well, on the Kaganers? I, I would say yay, and finally Spain has something worthy to export. <laughs> I've looked. I'm going to go yay too. Have you looked Although at the, I want their inventory to be, you know, I, there needs to be more inventory. Well, now have you looked at them? You've looked at them, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they even have the Pope, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a lot of stuff. And and what I what I was intrigued with with uh, when I first heard about this, I was like, well, are they actually sitting on toilets? And the answer is no. No, they're not. They're actually pooping live in the woods. Like does a yeah. does a bear shit in the woods, you know that kind of concept, yeah. And um, I have to say that I'm I'm struggling with what this means. You know, we've always you know because there's always been this thing of like the qu- the queen of England does after all have to go to the bathroom, right? Yes. And we it doesn't really matter if you could. You know, people say, well, she goes to the bathroom and it's this giant throne with these gold. No, probably not. But she has to go to the bathroom. I mean, everyone does. Mm-hmm. So what does it look like? And but have is is now this fascination with this sort of run us down the rabbit hole of destruction? <laughs> I don't know. I have yeah, no I mean, idea. I mean, I think it's I would fun. Be like if someone gave me a Kurt Cobain figurine of him crapping. I think I would I'd get a good chuckle out of it. Yeah, for like five seconds, maybe. But does it mean more than that, Jim? Is there more meaning there? I don't think there is. Good. I, th- I think I'm it's glad. just something okay, silly. Okay, we solved that. Yeah, good. All yeah, right. a, a yay. I think for it's a the, yay. Uh, Definitely Kaganers. a yay. Yeah, I love it. <clears throat> so uh, Chris Rock recently announced that he will be going on his first city to city world comedy tour in nine years. He said, "Hey, it's time." Yay, a or nay. Um, a, because the, the, the rest of the quote that you left out was, hey, it's time, comma, because Kevin Hart 
did really, really well doing it. <laughs> it said that? Oh, no, it didn't. But I, but I that's my that's my contribution to the quote. No, I lo- listen, listen. I love Chris Rock, and I and I and I probably would be happy if someone gave me a ticket to go. Um, but but I think you know, hey, it's time. It's time. What what? It wasn't time ten minutes ago. You know, Kevin Hart went out and what he sold out stadiums. Hey, maybe hey, it's time because of the the state of the country. Well, no, and 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 I'd like to think that, and if that's the case, fantastic. Yeah, no, I like it. I think it's great. I, I, when I said A, but, I was just being kind of silly, but yeah, I think it's good. I love. Chris all right, Rock. I'm yeah. giving I'm giving it a yay yeah, too. Definitely, that would be a fun trip. Definitely. Even though <clears throat> we have a couple dates planned, we have to see the Beatles movie right. if it's still in the theaters, and then Chris Rock. Because I think I would enjoy totally watching Chris Rock with you. That'd be a fun night. Oh, I, I listen. I think it would be one of the most fun and uncomfortable nights that I can think of. But yes, definitely. <laughs> This week in the Golden Tower of Bad Audio, Al Gore met with President-elect Donald Trump to talk about climate change. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, Yay. Wait, 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 wait. The Golden Tower of Bad Audio. What is that? You know how when people leave Trump Tower, they're in the lobby area with the waterfalls? You know, I've actually been in there. I just hate to say it, but I I've did been it. in there, too. I actually walked in there one day just apropos of nothing. Cause I, and this was way, way, I mean, this was years ago because I just wanted to see what it was all about. And I happened <clears> to be up in that area. And I thought, let me just walk in there. So I walked around for a bit. Security followed me everywhere. It was fine. But, um, and, and it was, and so when I see it now, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I recognize that. But why is it the Tower of Bad Audio again? It's it's a it's a sound man's worst nightmare. Oh, really? The reverb and whenever you have a waterfall oh. that creates reverb in a huge space like that, so that's not dampened by anything. This it's is terrible. This is further reason why you should teach a seminar to the Grammy voters. <laughs> you know this. I'm like he has to soundproof that lobby so these sound bites sound better. Well, they don't want them to sound better, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> But even leading up to the election, he would do all of those interviews in Trump Tower, and the audio was terrible. The sound was bouncing everywhere. America, great again. So, so what's the point about this? Al Gore was there. So, is that a yay, a or nay? Well, I think I don't know. The inconvenient truth about all this stuff is that Al Gore. If he's serious, which he apparently is, he needs to court as many decision makers as he possibly can. So I give it a A because, I mean, mm. you kind of got to do it. I don't know. I, I mean, is it in Al Gore's best interest to make a foe of Trump's? Not really. Um, if, you, right. if you look at it from the standpoint of this man's going to influence American policy, then, and if you believe in something, then you have kind of an obligation to try to work at least towards something that will help you. So, I'm going to give it a, a yay. Okay. And we've been we've been talking about seminars today. Al Gore gave a famous one. Yes. A, a traveling one. So maybe he could sway the Donald. I don't know. Yay and sway. <laughs> there you go. Uh, speaking of Donald Trump, Kid Rock 
has some new apparel on his website, Lyle. Oh. He has he has a shirt that says God, Guns, and Trump. He has another one with the red and the blue states. And for the red, it says United States of America. And for the blue, it says Dumb Fuckistan. And then he has another shirt that says Arnold Trump. The D is missing because it's in every hater's mouth. Yay, A, or nay on Kid Rock selling pro Donald Trump apparel. Bob, stop it. <laughs> Just stop it, Bob. Seriously. You're a jackass who got fucking lucky. Just stop now while you're ahead. <laughs> Bob, well, I think that I, I, <laughs> now he's he's talking about Kid Rock because Bob's his real name. Yeah, I am talking no. about Bob. Yeah, so that's a nay. Apparently, a minor threat fan too. <laughs> uh, that's a, a a nay for me as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what more is there to say? Because well, the two shirts didn't even mention Kid Rock's name. Well, the, why? Why would they? He just wants to make some money off the whole damn thing. Yeah. So I might give it. I, I probably wouldn't give it an A, but at least work your name in there or a picture of Kid Rock. Like put your name on it at least. So all right. Uh, final yay, A or nay. Guns N' Roses will keep the gravy train running and have announced tour dates for 2017, hitting the cities and stadiums they missed on their 2016 Not In This Lifetime tour. Yay, nay, or nay? I say yay. I mean, as you pointed out, it turns out that our friend is the hardest working man in show business, so yeah, good. All right, keep it going. Yeah, as long I, as you I got say it moving, let go. I did not catch one of the stadium shows, but uh, I'm, I'm curious. I think the closest they get is Hershey Park. They play the, the Hershey Stadium. Or we, we went to a concert yes, there once. Yes, we did. We did. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yay for Guns N' Roses. Uh, any birthdays today, Lyle? There are actually a few birthdays <clears throat> today. Uh, Miss Sarah Bareilles uh, mm. is 37 years old. If you don't know, she has a show uh, that she did all the music for called uh, Waitresses, which is on mm-hmm. Broadway and doing very, very well. Tom Waits, the band of the gravelly Tom voice, Waits. is 67 yeah. years old. And if you know, if you want to do, do a little research into Tom Waits, it's really, really interesting, some of the things he's done in his life. Uh, Louise Post from Veruca Salt is yeah. a surprising 50 years old. Now I don't feel she's, the, she's a seether. I she's a seether, and I don't feel so old now. Uh, Craig <laughs> Scanlon, who's the guitar player for a venerated British group called The Fall, is fifty six, mm-hmm. and Winston Marshall from Mumford and Sons is twenty eight. Twenty eight, a young twenty eight years old. A young twenty eight. The number one single on the Billboard Hot one hundred this week. Black Beatles from Ray Shurmurd featuring Gucci Mane. I have a feeling next year or next week it's going to be Starboy. Uh, the number one album on the Billboard 200, Starboy from The Weeknd. Number one song on iTunes, I Surrender from Billy Gilman. He sang that on The Voice. That's why you might not know who Billy Gilman is. Right. Uh, the number one album on iTunes, the Hamilton mixtape. And the number one song on Spotify this week, Starboy from the weekend we're gonna take another break and when we come back we have our music picks of the week 
Jim Shear with Lau Presler. It's the week in music. Time for our music picks of the week. Um, are we, there aren't uh, Jim, as, Jim, wait one second. From from here until Christmas, are we only going <clears> to <throat> do Christmas songs? Is that what we're going to do? We don't have to. Okay, but I think that'd be cool. We could. We could just pledge. Yeah, we could, we could, we could to. pledge right now. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know because I like I, it, but the problem is that, I might get sick of Christmas music though. Oh, please, Jim. Please. You know, it's funny, I have a whole box of Christmas CDs, and I realized that every time I bring the box out, I play maybe two of them. One is the one is the, one is the Peanuts Christmas thing. Yes! Yeah, that's the which one is, we play. Which is the best thing ever. Because you can just play it over and over and over again and yes. no one cares. They're all fun. Oh yeah, this song, you know. It just keeps going. And then I have all these now that's what I call Christmas or, you know, what those things, which are just collection. I have a bunch of old virgin collections of christmas songs which are all you know pretty much the stuff you remember from if you're old you remember it that's that's a good point though because we take out the stack and we probably only listen to three or four of them (laughs) and the peanuts one is always in heavy rotation oh yeah definitely so yeah i was i was looking for a new song to pick but there aren't as many releases as the year winds down and there's more Christmas releases. Um, but I love Casey Musgraves. Yes. She she put out a Christmas album called A Very Casey Christmas. And I like that she covered the Chipmunks classic, Christmas Don't Be Late. Because I think a lot of people take that as a novelty tune. Sure. But I'm like, no, like there's an actual Christmas song in there. It's nice. It's a good song. Yep, it is. And, and Casey proves me right. Right here. Uh, Christmas Don't Be Late from Casey Musgraves. Christmas, Christmas time is near. Time for toys and time for cheer. Please, Chris. 
Yeah. I love it. Like it. And I like the accordion, and too. There's no, yeah, exactly. The accordion's great. Get some auto harp in there, and then we really have something going on. <laughs> but, you know, the, the thing is, there are no so-called novelty Christmas songs. They're all good. I mean, the horrible thing for me, and I'm going to do it to you, I'm going to do it to you, Jim, is that mm-hmm. there comes a period, and maybe it's just because of all the eating, but there's a point where the song... Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Starts running through my head on a loop, and I can't get rid of it. <laughs> so I don't like um, the two that I hate are Santa Baby. Oh, and it's cold outside. It's cold outside. I knew you were gonna say that. I because it's it. almost. I don't. I don't want to go there, but it's almost like a date rape song. Yeah, <laughs> like en- enough is enough. <laughs> she's like, like she said, she's no. Like, Get, I'm leaving, man. Done. It's I'm done. Done. Yeah, and, and it's not to that extreme, but it it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> You're becoming way too PC, my friend. It's just those two songs. Yeah. Well. Okay. So what's I, so I guess you're going Christmas this week. I'm gonna go Christmas, and I'm gonna do "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas," um, which I should say uh, it was originally recorded in 1944 and was part of the film the MGM. As you know, MGM had all sorts of wonderful musicals, and it was called Meet Me in St. Louis, and Judy Garland sang the song. It was really, it was by Hugh Martin and Ralph Blaine, and it was made popular more by Frank Sinatra, but the version that I went with is by Scott Weiland from Stone Mm. Temple Pilots. If you've ever seen, he released a Christmas record in 2011, and uh, if you've ever seen the videos from it, he, he cleaned up nice. He looked good. Well, this one, he plays it pretty straight. Yeah, he plays it very straight. Like, you wouldn't know it was Scott Weiland unless someone told you. Yep. All right. Have yourself a merry little Christmas from Scott Weiland. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be. If the fates 
trick someone with that yeah you, like, you like that yeah. you want to hear more of his stuff all right yeah you know and, your and sex type thing it's it's interesting to me too because because um that song to me has always been if you there's by the way there's been a lot of lyrical changes to that song over the years but i think one of the things i like about it is it's it's a very sort of philosophically bleak kind of song and the original words were even bleaker because the original words said basically like, hey, you know, drink up because we may be done. Our lives may be mm. over. And it has that kind of, hey, you better appreciate this because it may all go away. And mm-hmm. in the case of Scott Weiland, sadly, it kind of did all go away. So that's... Because he, he passed away last December, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. So Rest in peace, Scott Weiland. So play that for your grandmother. <laughs> And then play her some Stone Temple Pilots. Right. And say, like same you say, guy. You really like him? Same yeah, guy. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, we're going to take one more break. And when we come back, it's time to play Ask Lyle. Hey everybody, Jim Shear with Lyle Presler back from that quick timeout. Time now to ask Lyle. Uh oh. Ask Lyle. All right. So uh, this is not a Christmas-related question, not a politically charged question. Mm-hmm. Just a simple question. Um, festival lineups are starting to get announced right. for 2017. So I was wondering. Uh, if you were doing consultant work for, say, Coachella or Lollapalooza, uh, what would you be cooking up What's the, on the 2017 festival circuit? What's the wages? Um, <laughs> I'm going to pay you $20,000 a week. Oh, wow. Well, that's different. <laughs> that, you, just, you just changed my entire answer, I think. Um, well, as you know, Jim, I'm a big fan of these festivals. Um, as you know. <laughs> Um, he jokes. Yeah, he jokes. Uh, you know, here's the thing: I don't care. Um, <laughs> I just, I'm sorry, man. I just don't care. And I'm paying you twenty thousand dollars a week? No, no, to no, not no, no, no. We, can, we can't do that. We can't do that. If you, if you're paying me twenty thousand dollars a week, then we're, we're, I'm hiring, I'm hiring assistants. I'm like, you know, getting a trailer. I'm doing all this stuff. No, I. I th- 
wardrobe consultants. Um, so espresso machines. Yes. Oh, Nespresso, please. Um, so <laughs> you know, I, but but here's here's the thing. What I would do if I were doing these these things is I would just gather up all the usual suspects and put it on. Um, honestly, but but if I were joking about it, then what I would do is the I would force everybody into the same area for the first act. I would not allow anyone if you if you don't come in this area you're you're done. Your pass is revoked wow. for the day. And the first thing I do is I get my bloody Valentine back together and I would have them do their sonic noise experiment on the audience to basically destroy their hearing for the rest of it. Oh my god. Then I would bring out Paul Weller and I would ask him to do all the verses from That's Entertainment, including the verses that he left out of all the other performances. By the way, if you don't know, though, there's like 800 verses of that song. It's like, Jim and I are sitting here, and that's entertainment. I'm going to the bathroom, and that's entertainment. So we do that. Then I'd bring out Dave Grohl, and I'd have him do In a Guy De Vida, right? Sitting in a chair. <laughs> Okay, then I bring out and then and and so now everybody's in a good mood, right? They're all good. It's Mm -hmm. all good now. So then I'd bring out Springsteen and I'd ask him to play for six or seven hours. Well, that takes up the whole festival. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing. It takes up the whole festival. But by the way, I'd have Kanye guest on all of these. Yes. Yes. Like all that of them, every money. single one of them, I'd have him guest. Like I can. Can you imagine my bloody Valentine going and Kanye trying to do something over it? It'd be brilliant. <laughs> so, but if you had Bruce play for six hours and Kanye guest on every song, oh yeah, people would just be gushing with amazement. For weeks and weeks to come. Well, they'd want their money back. The hipsters they'd would love. No, they'd love it. They'd yeah, love it. Yeah, no, that would just be incredible. Can you imagine him it was doing? Amazing. Kanye West was amazing. Bruce played for six hours. It was, it was epic. Six or seven hours. You have to have paramedics standing by. Lots of oxygen. Like I'd actually rig up these sort of weird oxygen masks on stands so people could just run over while they're still playing <laughs> and just take it in while they're still playing. You know, kind of the way they used to do that guitar, like acoustic guitar stand and sticks. Where they'd have a, you know what I'm talking about, right. they'd have an acoustic yeah, guitar I know what you're mounted talking about. on a stand. And right, they'd, they'd walk go back over and they go, little, 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 yeah. yeah, they'd go, little, 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 and then they'd walk away. So I'd have that set up. And then basically, but everyone would be trapped in this area. You're like trapped. You can't leave. And if you leave, then, you know, revoke your license to ever come to Coachella again. You know, the rest of it. I like that. Yeah, you like it. All right, so I'll see you next week. Sounds good. Yeah, for Lau Presler, my name is Jim Shear, and we will see Yins later. So long, farewell, I'll be the same tonight. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has just left the building.